Welcome to the Shaman Jessica podcast where I share all about my work as a shaman. These episodes are purely based on my own experiences and perspectives and never a substitute for medical advice. Let's begin our journey. Greetings, girl, and welcome to my world of phrase and light up to that. Hey, beautiful, powerful listeners. Today I want to talk about something important with you, and that is problems in the spiritual community, and especially with uh, manipulation and self-deception and spiritual bypassing. As most of you know, I practiced Buddhism for over 10 years, and I have been part of a lot of meetings and a whole community in itself in spirituality and that aside if you don't even have any type of like spiritual community in your real physical life your instagram could even be that and you might notice that not all is well in spirituality which as you know is a very new agey type of perspective that you know everything is light and everything is good that's not the case at all especially in spirituality there are a lot of issues when it comes to poor boundaries let's just put it like that so what i really want to stress always in my work is the importance of your physical life and body right here and now that is where we find our ascension and our connection to spirituality and what you will see a lot is a tendency to move away from this so this obsession with the moon, this obsession with astral travel, going away from everything that makes us human and kind of trying to escape all of the things that make us human, also the ugly parts, and using a lot of pseudo-spiritual language and self-deception to basically cover up the things that make us imperfect and human even though those are the things that we were here to experience and the personality and the karma that we were born with for good reason. So what I see a lot is people placing their power outside of themselves and even worse, giving their power away to other people. So these spiritual practices can be very fun and they can be very interesting and they can have a lot of added value, but often they're not really coming from an intrinsic way of connecting with yourself, but more of a forced grasping on to something external or something that someone else is doing in order to hopefully have some kind of experience that is uh, spiritual or connects you to something higher. And... Why I mention this obsession with the moon, it's just that I see it so much and so severely, but look at our solar system. The only thing that really stands out is this beautiful, colorful earth and all of the life that's possible here. And the moon, this is a story for another day, but it's actually something that keeps people locked in a 3D uh, construct. But um, I'm not going to go into this probably in another episode, but also channeling. Channeling is more of a collective noun for different types of practices, whether it's automatic writing or occult summoning of spirits and uh, bonding 
demons and things like that. But it can also be just connecting to interdimensional beings. So it's not all good or all bad. It's really a mixed bag, but it's all about the way that you do things. So does it come from a really empowered, connected place where you feel a guide come through and you have your own language with source and a system in which this organically happens and then you learn over time who it is and what it means? Or are you sitting down and summoning spirits uh, based on some kind of practice that some kind of influencer is doing, but you actually don't know what you're calling in? There is a world of difference between these two approaches. So you need to be very careful and look deeper into what is out there and what is being offered deeper than the language or the label or the person that is offering to you. You need to look super deeply into the energy that's behind it. So I always empower people to focus on their own lives, your own internal world and focus inside and go from there because then you build real self-trust and you also build practices that actually connect you in a very organic and sovereign way instead of just giving your power away and actually risking possible entity attachments and possession and being very susceptible to manipulation by people who just are very good with words or are very charismatic but actually maybe don't have the best intentions. And this is really where social media is actually very important to talk about because it makes it that much harder to feel into what someone is actually about and actually doing and actually stands for and to tap in to if they actually have integrity in their work in themselves or not. Well, a lot of people are also going into research of past lives. Well, this can be very valuable because past lives can actually have an important message about what type of karma you are here to overcome in this life. So maybe you had the opposite experience in a past life or you had a challenge that was so big that you weren't able to overcome it. Hence, you came back into this life to overcome the same challenge. So this is, for example, where it can be very valuable to know what a past life was and what um, that says about your current mission. But you also need to really realize that we are here to experience everything. So chances are that you have already experienced a million lives and a million incarnations. So when you are really focusing in on one of them, it's like taking one star in the entire universe and really fixating on that or one cell in your entire body and really staring yourself blind on it. So it's almost like you're going around in circles, uh, grasping on to something that is really not so much relevant, but by doing that, you're actually missing why you're here. You know, you're missing your daily life and everything that is speaking to you in your current incarnation. So a lot of people are going round and round and what my apprentice said last week, which I thought was really profound, she said to one of her clients, life is an experience to be lived and not a puzzle to be solved. 
So I want to give a shout out to you, Kirsi, for that beautiful quote. And it is so true. It's like people are using spirituality to try and decipher the mystery of life. And I am all about that. You know that. I'm the first person to say that that is like my life's mission. And every time that I feel like I have another piece of the puzzle, that's like what I live for, that feeling. Like I'm one step closer to the truth. But don't forget that every day we are here to experience and live this life and also enjoy it. And by really tapping into what is coming up every day into our lived experience, that is where we find our connection to source and all of that meaning. And we solve that whole puzzle by going as deep into our lived experience as we can. Another thing that I find very concerning is this sort of naivety where people don't understand spiritual warfare. Because, like I said in the beginning, and I say all the time, not everything is right. It's like watching the news and seeing everything that is going wrong in the world that is not aligned at all. And then saying, you know, life is beautiful and the world is a perfect place. It's not the truth. Because when you have a more interdimensional perspective on the entire universe, it's no different there. There are light beings. There are demons, there are compromised beings, there are also completely neutral and indifferent beings. There are also elementals or hive minds or AI. It's all a part of spirituality and the greater whole. And within that whole, there's also spiritual warfare going on that is eons old, that is way, way older than we are. And it is still going on and it's still um, fighting for your consciousness every day. So when I said that the planet Earth is actually such a special and such an interesting place, that is also because we have free will on this planet, which is not a universal given. Because we have free will, it means that we can choose any moment, any second. So the way that we do that is by going into our own lived experience and what is coming up for us there. We can really determine our own spiritual ascension path and it affects all of the other timelines in the universe because on Earth we have such a mix of DNA of so many different interdimensional beings. It's really like a smorgasbord. <laughs> is that the word? I love that word. It's like um, a patchwork of, it's like a DNA farm, right? So there are so many interests from different interdimensional beings in uh, our humanity and in our well-being. And that is also because um, what we do affects on, it affects other timelines. So it affects other beings as well, and it affects their well-being in the future. But because we have such a wealth of DNA and we have free will here, um, free will is the reason why so many souls want to incarnate on this earth, which included you, because you can really accelerate your own karmic ascension through free will. And the fact that we have such a wealth of um, DNA and of experience on this planet, it also means that there are a lot of corrupt demonic forces out there 
that want some of what we have because humans are very good at creating and we have a lot of specific skills that other planets and other life forms don't have. So there's a lot of interest in essentially like I'm gonna just lay it on you, interdimensional human trafficking. This is a whole subject in itself. But let's just say that we are actually really special. And what we can do every second and every moment has so much value that we can actually affect change for all life forms out there. You can see how all of this information creates a lot of problems in the spiritual community because there are so many different perspectives so many things to talk about so many beliefs so many sort of intergalactic organizations that you hear people talk about and this is intermixed with so much filth and disinformation to keep you from your power that it's almost impossible to know who you can trust or what information you can trust. Because even if you can trust a person and their integrity, chances are that they are not going to have a 100% correct picture because probably no one can at this point. And other problems that it causes in the spiritual community is that the level of uniqueness and value and worth and specialness that humans actually do have, that you have, is so extremely important that it's really hard for people to comprehend because the media, your conditioning, your education, everything tells you that you're worthless. And this is a very deep programming that everyone has that I see in all my clients, all my apprentices, and that is so hard to undo that people just fall into a way of relating to their own life, themselves, reality and spirituality by just giving their power away because they don't think that they have any. This creates for a very problematic community. People need to really understand spiritual warfare. If you don't understand spiritual warfare, you cannot really know what you're doing in life as a healer, as a person. So this is why I'm so vocal about this subject as well. Another really problematic thing that I see in spirituality is poor boundaries. So a lot of people, because of this inherent feeling of worthlessness, they don't have any boundaries because you're conditioned into pleasing other people because that is what validates your existence. So when other people feel good because of you, that makes you feel good. So if you can, let's say, enable someone or not confront them, just make them feel good, serve them, uh, it feels for a lot of people like you are proving your own worth and that is what you get your worth from, as opposed to doing what inherently feels aligned for you with your higher self and comes through source, even if it's completely crazy to other people and doesn't make any sense and you lose friendships and your relationships change, that is very hard for people to uh, grasp and takes a lot of courage. So a lot of people are stuck in this uh, martyrdom state where they have very poor boundaries and in spirituality, it means that, one, you stay in very unhealthy, toxic relationships and friendships because you don't feel like you have inherent worth. On top of that, it makes it so that 
in these types of relationships. So that's why I'm not a fan of this whole twin flame concept. A lot of people who are spiritual have a very, um, let's say, high threshold for things that are actually toxic because they see value in everything. So someone who is spiritual, who might be, let's say, in a very toxic relationship with someone, will think like, oh, I want to heal this person. I want to help them. I see their potential, even they don't see it themselves. And they stick around because they read about twin flames. So they think that that person is their twin flame and that they need to save them, even though they're being treated like shit. And they actually are a martyr to another person. So that actually comes from being spiritual because you're seeing value where you actually shouldn't be seeing it. You should just be seeing uh, someone for what they are and judge them by their actions, their fruit, and how they make you feel. So people don't do enough of that. This is why I also always repeat, like judge things by how they make you feel and by their fruit. So these are the types of people, because they are searching, they're very easy to be manipulated because if you are searching for ascension, for a spiritual connection, for a higher, something higher, like a higher validation in life that you're actually not worthless, you're going to do whatever people tell you. So it's really dangerous, like how, how easily manipulated people are when they are looking for a connection and they're actually looking for power. And for people, and this is what you see with a lot of influencers, they're actually looking for power in this type of dynamic. They're looking for a type of control. And this is where you get demonic attachments because demons can give you power, but you always need to keep serving them and you need to keep serving them more and sacrificing them more. So it's always a Faustian bargain. This is where that whole idea of selling your soul comes from. It's a very real thing. So people who want fame and who want money and power in spirituality, they do this through manipulating other people. And what this does is it just gives energy. It allows you to pull energy in from people. And people give, let's say, 50% of that energy to the demons that are attached to them, if they know it or not. And they keep the other 50% for themselves. And you always have to keep going lower and going deeper in this type of dynamic. And it's a very real thing. And I see it all the time. And it's really, really dangerous and something that you need to look out for. And the way, again, that you look out for it is by judging if someone has integrity, if someone is really putting their money where their mouth is, are they human or are they giving you an image of some ideal or perfection, which is not humane at all? That's, this is a big red flag that you should look out for. And also, how does the person make you feel? Do they truly inspire you because they also validate your humanity? Or do they inspire you because you feel like you are lesser than and you want to attain what they have? Because if that's the case, it's probably not real. Spiritual bypassing is another huge topic that I want to cover. And with huge, I mean that it's hugely important and a lot of people are doing it. And it's important for you to really understand because you might be doing it unconsciously. If that's the case, there's just a lot of growth and value for you to gain there. But other people might be doing it to you. And if that's the case, you can put up a real firm boundary. So an example 
is let's say a person who considers themselves very spiritual and says you know dialogue is the most important thing in the world and i am a spiritual being whatever but as soon as someone disagrees with them on a, on a let's say whatever topic they just cut that person out of their life or they say they say something hurtful right to you or they cross your boundary and then you say you know what that actually makes me feel really awful and it's really unfair that you would say that or judge me like that whatever you speak out and they would say you know what i am not responsible for your feelings or they unleash all of this spiritual lingo on you that actually instead of being dialogue or creating connection or taking responsibility for themselves and where they cross your boundaries and your sovereignty and with that their own they just um, use all of this pseudo spiritual lingo to uh, bypass so a spiritual bypassing of actual responsibility and sovereignty and uh, the humanity that comes with that with that they're really doing the opposite so instead of connection and integration which is how you ascend so from integrating uh, all of your shadows so where you are not in alignment you're not taking responsibility you're not being sovereign instead of integrating that and taking responsibility you know atoning and doing better they're just avoiding and resisting and they are using pseudo spirituality to validate that so instead of really ascending and expanding they're just contracting it's like a very suffocating energy and it's also a very egotistical and very arrogant and like a fake moral high ground type of thing instead of really processing emotions they're just using a fake form of spirituality to not have to take any responsibility or face themselves or be better so what happens here is that what they want is to be spiritual and to ascend but what is happening is the complete opposite this is what spiritual bypassing is look out for it and if you catch yourself doing it challenge yourself to actually go into what is coming up and see if you can actually transform it into something beautiful and growth and integrate your shadows no one is perfect but see if this is the case for you if you can do better another thing a lot of people that consider themselves spiritual they say that anger is a very like bad emotion to have let's first talk about emotions emotions are socialized forms of feelings so feelings is what we are it's how we connect the source it's actually way more valuable than thinking as soon as we socialize it we put a label on it and we say oh this is anger or this is grief or this is shame which can be very helpful but ultimately anger is just a feeling it's just an energy it's a lot of energy it's a very strong explosive energy so new agey pseudo spiritual people will tell you that anger is a very bad emotion to have on the one hand it is true because if you don't process anger you don't integrate it you'll just lock yourself into a very low life force and that'll make you sick over time. So you need to process anger, okay? And often the way that you do it is actually by expressing it. And I don't mean just honking and flipping off people in traffic or some like passive aggressive way or abusing someone else. 
It's actually giving it space through crying, like scream into a pillow, exercise, or write a letter to someone or to yourself that you don't send. It's actually really giving it space. And you will very often see that it's righteous anger because something was done that breached your sovereignty and you are bringing that shadow into the light. You're making what is locked in and fragmented. You're making it conscious. So you are integrating it. And what is coming free is a very strong, righteous anger. And you can use that to ascend. So repressing anger is locking in trauma even further. It leads to even further fragmentation. But processing it in a healthy, balanced way by yourself actually leads to ascension. So there is no such thing as a wrong feeling. Feelings are already there. You can change them. You can cover them up. You can try, but you will fragment even further and you will get sick. And when you are already sick, you don't have the luxury to process something in a balanced way by yourself and unpack it in your own time. So it's a real luxury to have when you can process emotions, even if you think that they're bad or they're negative. It's like forcing forgiveness. This is also a spiritual bypassing that people do to themselves. It's saying like, oh, I don't want to hang around in all of this negative energy. I don't want to hold on to it, so I'm just going to forgive. But if you haven't processed the righteous anger about what was done to you, it's not going to be real forgiveness. It's not. It, it's going to be a false sense of forgiveness because you're not actually integrating what has happened. When you truly process and integrate it, it'll no longer be locked into your system, into your cells. So it'll come into the light, it'll come into your consciousness and because it is conscious and not unconscious, it is a detached situation now. So when it's unconscious, when it's locked in trauma, you are attached to it. It's a part of you, but if you process it, it becomes unattached. You're able to let go of it and really let go. You're energetically, you've already let go of it and that is real forgiveness. It's in its right place. Another thing that I see in the spiritual community, abusing plant substances. It's great for a lot of people, but it leads to further fragmentation for others because they haven't done the right preparation work. It just opens up your crown chakra, but all your lower chakras are completely unbalanced. You don't feel safe in your life. You don't feel grounded. Your desires are corrupted and all over the place. You're unbalanced. Your chakras are building blocks. So if these lower chakras are not healed and they're not balanced and in the right place, but you do something very drastically to open up a higher chakra, it's just gonna create a further imbalance. So it's almost like if you are, let's say balancing and opening your chakras, you're ascending in a balanced way. It's like you're building a lighthouse. And then opening your crown is like lighting up the light on top of the lighthouse, you know, that then connects you to the environment and to source and everything that is greater than you. When you are not aligned and you take ayahuasca, it's like your body has all of the building blocks for the lighthouse, but it's all scrambled, but you try to um, 
set the light on fire anyway, and the whole thing just kind of explodes. This is a super weird analogy, but I'm sure that you get <laughs> what I'm trying to say. So I see a lot of clients who do it this way. And of course, the lower imbalances are the thing that make them want to do something like that in the first place because they think it's going to fix everything, but it's just going to make things worse and open you up to entity attachment. Another thing that I will see in the spiritual community is trauma bonding. So this is when people have similar traumas and instead of taking responsibility and healing themselves in a sovereign way, they just bond to each other and you create that sort of we versus them kind of thing. And I also don't believe in unconditional love. When we go back to the example of the twin flame thing where the spiritual person just hangs around in a very toxic relationship because they think that it's, uh, you know, their life's mission and their life's work instead of just being a toxic relationship. They think that, you know, if I leave them, then it's conditional love. So I believe in unconditional love. I want to be the type of person who practices unconditional love. So I'm just going to stick around until until they are healed. And I'm just going to get maybe like hopefully a glimpse of the type of relationship that I want. Maybe one day out of the year for the rest of my life. This is what the ideal of unconditional love will make people do. You shouldn't believe in unconditional love. Love should be conditioned upon sovereignty. In my personal opinion. So thinking that you're enlightened is actually a very dangerous thing. What it often does is lead to weak boundaries, manipulation, giving your power away, um, just being a very good target for entity attachment, uh, starting to gaslight other people because you don't actually validate real human experience anymore because you're just kind of like hanging out up there. Oh, veganism is a big one. This is just such a strong agenda that's being pushed on people and it's a very dangerous thing and it's also due to the vitamin b deficiency that just makes people depressed and then on top of that your neurotransmitters aren't functioning anymore because you're not getting uh, essential amino acids which you can only get from meat and fatty meat not industrially farmed meat but just organic free-range grass-fed. This is also a thing that makes people just kind of like stuck up there. You know what I mean? They're not, there's like no one home. When people are, let's say, pseudo-spiritual and they're spiritually bypassing, that is actually a trauma response. So it comes from unhealed trauma. It's actually from thinking that you are worthless. A lot of people are also just narcissists. That's also a trauma, not so much a trauma response, but a trauma consequence. But all of these things are not people just being evil. Although in the situation where there is entity attachment, it is people just wanting to appropriate your consciousness and your energy. But in most cases, all of these things are trauma response behaviors. They're coping mechanisms and... People do that unconsciously to suppress, to suppress their trauma and to, to suppress the fact that they're not in control of their own life because they're not sovereign and because their source connection is um, not there. So really look out for integrity. So people that have integrity in who they are 
and in their practice, whatever they do, and that are real and that actually do shadow work. And shadow work is really essentially where you just look at your life, at yourself, and you look first at the thing that is not in alignment, that's not flowing, and you start to fix that and bring it into alignment, bringing it into an opposite connection or behavior that is about connection, and you go from there. And this is how you heal yourself and you integrate. So you shine light on your shadows because everything in our human experience is there for a reason and it's valid and it's all part of the whole and we ascend as a whole. You don't get to pick and choose the parts of you that ascend and the rest you just like magically leave behind. Unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. So have a beautiful day, all of you. And remember how powerful and important and unique and special you are. Really, truly.